Welcome to the Dental Master Series Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Vandermolen. This podcast is dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself. Throughout this series, you will have the opportunity to hear and learn from people who have reached very high levels of success, and personally and in dentistry. And the great thing is, is that these same people genuinely want to, you to be able to achieve these high levels of, of success too. And that's truly who successful people are. Um, people who really want others to be successful. Um, so I'm so honored to have Dr. John Phillips with me again. Uh, John has been a frequent guest of this podcast. And um, if you haven't heard him before, as soon as you hear him speak, uh, you'll want to go back and hear other recordings that I've done with John. So John, welcome. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. This, this is going to be fun. Great. So today we're going to be talking about um, you know, basically some key questions that you should be talking to your patients about. And, and John's um, got them down to three. Um, I'll probably have some questions in between there about the questions and uh, maybe we'll have a, a few intermediate questions, but these are very powerful and uh, I'm excited to get into it uh, with you, John. And so, John, are, are we talking about just like new patients? Are we talking about uh, existing patients? Uh, I mean, you know, what are these three questions and who do they, they apply to? Well, well for, first of all, you, you can use these three questions on your family at home. These, oh, really? Yes. These are questions that transcend uh, outside of dentistry. Um, and there are times when I use these questions and my wife is like, okay, are you doing this to me right now? Really? <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, maybe I am. I don't really mean to be. But, you know, there are times when you got to get down and you got to unpeel the onion. You got to find out what is the is is at the heart of the matter. And so, question number one is is really has nothing to do about teeth, Matt. We we all think patients come to us because of their teeth. I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe they're in pain. Maybe maybe they have an abscess or something, and that might be an exception. But but it's hardly ever truly when you peel away the layers. It's hardly ever about teeth. The first question is why now? Just simply why now? Um, and and that that can transcend from the first time the patient calls to the complete exam to the hygiene appointment if the time's right to the toothache appointment. Um, maybe after you've worked on the patient for the first time and you've built trust. Maybe that first appointment was getting them out of pain. Maybe that first appointment was fixing or 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 doing an emergency, some type of an emergency patch to build trust with that patient and to, to take care of that main motivator, which could be pain, which could, but, but ultimately maybe, maybe it's fear, maybe it's trust. And so these are, these are simple questions that deal with very, very heavy topics. So what's the second question we're going to be talking about? The second question, Matt, would be if there were a way I love this question because Matt, if there were a way that we could have every dentist listening here tonight, listen, have their team, if there were a way that their teams could listen in as well, do you think it would make a huge difference in their practice immediately? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it sounds like to me, Matt, that what we're talking about tonight is going to be that that powerful. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why do you feel that way, Matt? 
Well, I think because uh, I know that you and I and and have have used these types of questions and we've had great success and there's really no reason why other people can't have that same success. Now see, I'm doing it to you now. Just you are. just you like are. and so yeah. and so the third question is not my question at all. The third question came to me from this crazy guy from Springfield, Illinois, and he twisted things around a little bit. And Matt, this is your question. And it just, it, it just levels the playing field. This question literally gets everything out on the table in a non-judgmental way. It, it allows the patient to have the power. And that's what we want. Listen, I never want to push you as my patient. I never want right. you to feel like I'm selling you anything. Right. Because if I understand why you're here, Matt, why, why are you here to see me? What is your now? Why now, Matt? If I can understand that and I can get it all out on the table and, and then I can review what it is that you want and make sure that I explain the treatment and how that treatment ties in with what it is that you want, not what I want, right? what it is that you want, then I, I can possibly review your treatment at the end of the presentation that might take three or four minutes. I'm not talking about 30, 45 minutes. I'm not, don't, don't hear me now. Don't, don't, don't miss, don't miss, don't let me misrepresent this. Maybe possibly at the end of a three or four minute conversation, I might review and say, say, Matt, you know, to, to, to get this the way you want it, um, we might have to do ABC. Right. And, right. you know, here comes the third question and we're going to go over it in detail, but the third question is, you know, tell me what you're thinking. And there's a way to set that up so that the patient feels good about it. And now ultimately that's what we want. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We have three questions. The why now, if there were a way and tell me what you're thinking. So let's go back to the why now question. Um, one of the things that, that I find that's never changed is, uh, you know, in your morning huddle, uh, you know, we'll be reviewing uh, people that call, right. Oh, the okay. new patients they call. And so the, so that comes out, oh, this patient, uh, they're coming in because, um, you know, they, they new to town and, and uh, they're, they're just coming in to, to see us for a, a checkup. So um, how often does it really end up being that way, right? So new to town could be, it ends up being, uh, they've been around for two years now, and now they're getting around to calling us. But why did they call us today? Or why did they call us yesterday That's to come great. in today? Something is bothering them. And, and, and my team is always, they're always so cynical. They're, or they're saying, I'm so cynical. Or, You're so cynical. I mean, people need to have checkups. They're calling for the checkup. And I go, no, 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 they're not. No. <laughs> something happened, right? right? Something happened. Some little ache or pain or something happened. Someone told them that their tooth looked dark. Something happened that made them pick up the call. And, and I, I like that, you know, your why now question. One of the things that I like to do for the patient. 
to make it easier for them is because they come in and they'll, they'll do the same thing. They'll come in and go, yeah, I just haven't been in dance. I really wanted to come in for a checkup. And secretly they're hoping that you're just somehow going to tell them, you know, the answer to what their real question is. And the way that I get, get that out. And I, I found it's been a really great question is to say, Hey, um, I know you're here for a checkup, but you know, just, you know, what made you pick up the call, pick up the phone to give us a call? And when right. you, when you say, when you say it that way, what made you pick up the phone? It's just comes, it's, a, it's a little less, it's less confrontational because now they're going back and they're thinking, you know, why did I pick up the, f- oh yeah, because I, you know, it was, I was had this pain on my upper lap and they might've even totally forgotten about it, but it's good to bring them back because whatever it was, there could be something there. So instead of saying, why, why did, why did you call us? It's like, it, it almost sounds confrontational and they're like, oh, I don't know. I just, I, I just need to come in, you know, it, instead of change the direction of the right. question is why that's, did you pick up the phone? That's right. And, and if they, if they get that far on the first call, I, I want the front office people to write it down so that we yeah. can talk about it at the morning huddle. So we right. have a, have a strategy to really, really, really take care of this patient. Right. And how impressive is that when you walk into the room and you inter- you're introduced, hey, this is Dr. Phillips, he's here, say, oh, nice to meet you. Uh, and then and you can even say, well, I understand uh, you're new to Chickasha and, and uh, you know, you're here today because uh, you, you have something that's been bothering you on your upper left and you're concerned. And, you know, the patient hears that, they're like, oh, my God, uh, these people are on top of it. They are That's communicating. Right. And because usually you have to spit out the same thing over and over again, right? When you're on hold and it's like, oh, we need you. You say something and then, okay, well, I got to get you someone to help you. And what do they do? They don't hand off anything. They, they, they You have to ask all the same questions or answer all the same questions again. And that's so annoying. But that's what people are used to. So you can set yourself apart immediately. Immediately. Uh, immediately uh, you can set yourself apart. Yeah. Yes. And and this can happen. Um, it, this, this can happen in a new patient exam, a hygiene appointment, a toothache appointment. After um, some dentistry has been done, you know, I, I had a lady that came to me the other day. And this was, this was literally three days ago. And she says to me, she says, it's my turn. I said, okay, what do you mean? It's, and she's sitting in front of me and I knew I'd worked on her husband and, yeah. and I knew even, I even knew when I worked on her husband, but I didn't divulge that yet. I said, right. what, do, what do you mean? What do you mean? It's your turn. She said, well, you fixed my husband and we rebuilt her husband's entire mouth. Mm-hmm. She spent a car in my practice. Right. And I, and I said, the husband did. And I said, okay, what, what, what do you mean? It's your turn. She said, well, well, you fixed my husband's mouth. And I, I just kind of figured that, that it was, it was my turn. And I said, okay, tell me, tell me more about that. And see, I'm going to continue to ask questions. And I'm I'm like, tell me more about that. Really? What, what made you pick up the phone and call? Why, why now? Why now? And, and boy, here come the tears. And she says to me, she says, I sent my husband in to test you guys in 2015. Yeah. And I was so scared. I'm never coming to you because I'm scared to death. And I mean, she's got the tissue and the tears are coming. I'm like, wow, thank you for telling me because this is a true dental phobia. How can I help you? What, what made you come now? 
She said, well, you did a great job on my husband, and I knew I was going to come to you. But it wasn't until my four-year-old grandbaby, she says, that, Meemaw, why aren't you smiling at Christmas pictures? And see, that was her trigger. Because yeah. her little grandkid is taking pictures, and Grandma won't smile. Well, she was a grandma five or six years ago, but that fear. So the only thing that's going to overcome that fear, there's no slick willy sales pitch that I can do. I don't believe in that stuff. It's about listening, the art of listening to your patients. And I hope your team's hearing this. It is, how can I serve you at the most basic level? What brought you in today? Let me hear your story. And you know what? She wants to get her mouth fixed. And I had to, I told her, I said, thank you for sharing that with me. I don't take it lightly that you opened up and you became vulnerable to tell me what your biggest fear is because it's a new fear. Fear going to the dentist is strong, but the fear of, of taking pictures with their little granddaughter and not smiling, that is not, I mean, that's deep. That is very deep. And I and, love I love grandkids, don't you? Oh I mean, my god. I goodness. don't have any grandkids, but I love grandkids. I love oh, other people's grandkids. It, it motivates so, people. It motivates <laughs> people. Very they're so motivational and that, yes. that your story is just, you know, I've heard it several times. So before. many times. But but you know, it really gets to again, I I I I like the emphasis as it's you're not asking them, well, why are you here? Or tell me, tell me what's what's bothering you. You're asking them why now. That's and right. I, I think that's um, that direction. Just it it really focuses them. Well, what's going on with me right now, and why is that important? Because really, in all of our lives, it's really kind of what's in front of us that's important now, right? I mean, we're all kind of the centered that way. So so you're really helping the patient to focus on why in the heck they're there, and then when you do. Uh, offer your your suggestions to to help them. They're they're more focused uh, on that, and you can bring them back to that. Um, you know, and um, and your other questions uh, certainly address that. But well, here's another example. Uh, another another example is is the patient that came in as a toothache, and and this this guy um, is about thirty years old, and he come in comes in as a toothache, and he he says, "I've got to keep my teeth." I'm like, okay. Well, we can help you. And you know what? Uh, I'm a hammer and everything's a nail. So I'm only going to talk about fixing that tooth, right? No, I'm not. I'm going to say, well, wait a minute. It sounds like keeping your teeth are really important to you. Tell me more about that. Why, why, why is that so important to you? He said, because my grandfather was a dentist and he just passed away. And, and I can't let him down. He always told me, grandson, keep your teeth. Now, the, the grandfather lived three hours away. I wouldn't have known that. If I would have looked in his mouth and said, man, you've got some terrible dentistry in your mouth. Well, guess who did that dentistry? <laughs> Grandpa did that dentistry. You don't Grandpa do that. <laughs> you've got to ask questions and find out why. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw another lady last fall, I mean, last fall, and she's like, I've got to get my mouth done. I've got to get my mouth done. Okay. And I look in there and it's not that good. And she knows it's not that good. And it's going to take a lot to get her mouth fixed. And right. she looks at me and of course there's a date. And I'm like, okay, 
Why now? Because you're very right. motivated now. And I would guess that you haven't been motivated for 15 years by looking at your mouth. I would never say that to a patient, right. but I we're all thinking it. Yeah. And I'm not judging people. Shame on you and shame on me if we judge anybody. Absolutely. I said, so tell me, why? Why are you so motivated now? And she chokes up and she says, in three months, I'm going to be taking wedding pictures. My daughter's getting married. There you go. And and this happened to me a few years back. And Matt, when you were in my practice, you saw it. But I had a gentleman, all emotional. He was marrying off his first daughter. And he came to me and he said, we've got to fix my teeth. We've got to fix my teeth. I'm like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? We can fix them. Oh, no, no, no. We've got to fix my teeth. I'm like, All right, what's going on? He said, my daughter's getting married. I said, hold on, stop. When is your daughter getting married? <laughs> he said, in six months. I said, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. We've got six months to fix this. <laughs> and I kid you not to this day, I tell his story all the time because he wanted to walk. I mean, I get emotional thinking about it. He wanted to be able to walk his daughter in her wedding gown down the aisle and smile. And in my office today, I will never take this picture down. There's a picture of this proud papa, his three daughters, he's married off his first daughter. And I mean, there he is smiling. And every time he comes in, he came in the other day and he said this, he actually said this. He said, well, um, you, you don't have to keep my picture up there anymore. I brought it to you. It's okay. He said, if, if I, I'll take it with me or whatever, whatever. And I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> I helped you on your, one of the most important days of your life. I said, I will never forget when you came to me the first time. And I relieved, relived that whole thing. And I thanked him. And I mean, he got so proud and I said, I want to be able to tell this story to everybody, if that's okay. He said, well, I didn't want you to think you felt obligated to keep it up. I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> we, this is, and so the why now question, people I, will get emotional and they will say, if they're too, they come in with the toothache, they're going to say, my grandma would be so mad at me if I keep pulling teeth because she had dentures. My grandma would be so mad at me if I just keep pulling teeth. Well, it sounds like to me, your grandma played an important part in your life. Right. And that might be their why now. You don't throw stones. You don't just foo-foo away what they say because mm -hmm. they're, they're going to get emotional about this. Right. And I think underneath that question, I mean, it's another question, but you're, you've said it a couple of times now is, is you're, you're saying you're asking them for more information. So they, they say something and then you're asking, well, tell me more about that. Or, mm. or a lot of times I'll, I'll, I'll use the question. I'll go and, and what else is what and I And what else? I love it. Um, that's, I think I shared that story with you before as I, I yes. learned that from the lady that worked at the deli at the, at the grocery yes. store and what else? Cause and there's always else? something else. There's always something else. And, and, and uh, it, it can seem a little crazy, uh, kind of like a little question. And, and really, uh, you can, if you put yourself in, in the shoes of a two-year-old, what question are they always asking? Why? Well, yeah. it's because of this. Well, why? Why? 
Why? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, you know, I think you can say five whys before someone really gets annoyed <clears throat> with you. But um, but if you get through five whys, um, you're going to get a lot of information. Uh, Matt, Matt let me ask you a question. In the world we live in today, how many times do people sit down knee to knee, eye to eye, and ask you questions and intently listen? Yeah, never. And and maybe even <laughs> write them down. <laughs> never, never. Unless, you're, unless you're paying a psych, psychologist or something to, to take that information. Yeah. Well, these people come to you and these people come to me and these people have been abused. They couldn't get numb. They had a terrible experience. I saw a little girl the other day. She was in a horrific car accident. Her front teeth got blown out as a kid. She wore this temp partial forever. And her dad tells me, he says, listen, I, I want to fix her, fix her mouth. And so we talked about bone grafting and, and implants and rebuilding everything. And afterwards, he was blown away about how much it was going to be. And he looked at me and he said, are you serious? And I said, listen, you told me everything your daughter's been through. If I'm going to take this on, if it's okay, I'm going to treat her like she's my daughter. And when we finished her up uh, on Monday, and it's been a six-month project, we finished her up on Monday, and literally, she says to me, with tears, I've never, ever had a smile like this before. I think she was 14 or 13 and she went all through high school with this temp partial and the trust and how she felt and the self-confidence that was lost. And she's just a beautiful human being. And you know what? She came back in for a post-op check. I said, okay, but now I have a question for you. And she said, what's that? I said, how did your dad respond? She said, dad just wants to know how I felt about it because he's a dad. You know, it, it doesn't mean anything to him unless his little girl's not happy. But if his little girl's ecstatic, then I've done my job. And oh yeah. my gosh, there were a lot of tears shed that day because it's emotional. It is so emotional. Finding out the true why. You have to be good at listening. Don't you agree? Absolutely. So let's go let's go into your second question. That that sounds like a, a cool approach. If there if there were a way. Well, I don't I don't I don't believe in ever manipulating anyone. But you just came to the office and you broke a tooth today and you're a busy dentist and you got appointments every hour and you took time out of your busy schedule to come see me. And and this tooth is broken and I'm going to say, um, Matt, you're here now and what we're going to do is nothing and we're going to go ahead and schedule you back in six weeks and it might be cutting your tongue and I don't care. And, um, it might break a little more and some pieces might come out. I don't care. And, (laughs) and none of that's going to go well. Yeah. Right. But a strategy that is best for not your practice. John, I gotta, I gotta stop you there. I, I, cause that, that, that's been one of my pet peeves about, uh, dentistry in general is, Mm. is, is so many dentists are proud of the fact that their schedule is full. I'm putting that in quotes is full for the next six weeks. Oh yeah. Yeah. They've missed the boat. They they, they feel good about that. And you know, Hey, I'm, I'm great. And you know, you're right. It's cutting your tongue, whatever. It's just going to have to be even in even dentists. I just, I'm glad you brought that up because 
you you're not really doing a service to yourself or, or to your patients by being booked six weeks out. And uh, of course that could be a whole nother podcast thing, but that's right. But, uh, but go ahead. Okay. So I'm on this roll and I'm saying, Matt, you broke this tooth and uh, you're here now, Matt, if, if there were a way that we could take care of this while you're here and fix it, would that be good for you? It's that Wait, simple. Let me, let me pick myself up off the floor and uh, <laughs> first before I can answer that. Are you serious? You can do that today? That Absolutely. Never <laughs> well, now wait a minute. When a patient says that, I'm going to say, I don't know. The schedule changes all the time. I'm going to go check. But if there's a way we could do it today, would you like to do it? Well, you know what? We block off time for same day service every single day. You're darn right we can do it today, but I'm not going to tell the patient that because what if somebody's already been put in there? So my stock answer is uh, yes, Matt. Um, if, if we have time and we can do it today, would that be good for you? Right. That's, that's excellent. I, we, a lot of times we'll use uh, What I say is, if, if we can work it, if we can work it into our schedule, could, you know, would you, would you stay? Or that's what the hygienist might say, or the dental assistant. And uh, I have to tell everybody because, because people are, well, what if, what if, what if you can't, what if someone already filled in? What, what then? Is that a bad thing? And the answer is no. Um, that patient will always perceive that as a, a good gesture on your part that you were actually trying to get them in today. And Absolutely. Of course, in my, of course, in my practice, if, if, if it doesn't, we're, we're probably seeing them tomorrow. Absolutely. And, tomorrow or the next day, we'll see them early. We'll see them over lunch. We'll see them late because listen, we're in the service industry and how can right. I serve this patient? Yeah. And, and, and so Matt, if there were a way that everybody listening right now, if there were a way they could block off some time for same day service in their practice, block a schedule, block some time in their schedule for same day service. If there were a way they could do that, how would their practice grow over the next year? Um, I would guess the average practice would probably grow. Even a smaller practice is going to grow. Let's, let's pick a practice that's you know, 800,000, I would say that practice would grow by at least $50,000. And that's, that's a low estimate. I, I think you're way low, but I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, partial to this. And, and I think, I, I think if we sit here and camp on this for, let's camp on this for just a minute. Okay. This as a strategy, I don't like the word strategy. I'm not selling anybody anything, but as a strategy, if the whole team buys in, if the whole team gets it, this same day service strategy will change everything. We, we've only talked about the emergency, the broken tooth, but guess what, Matt, you just got through working on a patient and the patient hasn't had their teeth cleaned in three years. And you look at the patient and you say, Mary, we just got done. We got done a little bit early. Everything went really well. I noticed that it's that, that that it's time. I mean, you you've missed some time on getting your teeth clean. You're due. It's been three years, Mary. If there were a way we could do this now, while you're here, would you want to do it? I'm not going to put you in a headlock and hog tie you and make you do it. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to offer the just gesture. Yep. I'm just asking because it's important for me 
Now, Mary, it's important to me that that we uh, that we get your teeth cleaned. And I remember you told me that your dad was a dentist and you don't want to lose your teeth, but it's been three years. You see, now I went back to the why now. Mary, you originally told me that your grandpa was a dentist and it was really important for you to keep your teeth, but it's been three years. If we have an opening today, in fact, Mary, if there's a way we could do it today, is that something you would be interested be interested in doing? Right. right. And 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 that's that's how you could now now the next step could be you're in doing a hygiene check, and you're doing this hygiene check, and 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 the patient needs some dentistry done, and you know for a fact your patient canceled and you're wide open, or your or your other one of the other doctors is wide open. You might say, Mrs. Jones. If we could do that today, I mean, you know, I don't know that we can, but if there were a way we could do that today, would you want to do it? Right. I'm not sounding desperate. We're a busy practice. But if I can help you while you're here, fine. Now, the only way this works, Matt, is if they can't do it, you got to be 1000% okay with it. If If they can't do it, it's okay. It's okay, yeah. But if there were a way we could do it, well, what if they want their teeth whitened and you could do in-office whitening? What What if, what if, here's another one. I love this one. Absolutely love this one. Um, you know, you know, Matt, uh, it sounds like to me, you're really motivated on getting your mouth fixed and your, your teeth are completely bombed because you drink Dr. Pepper all the time. I'm just kidding on that part, but your mouth is bombed. Okay. Your mouth is bombed. It's Mountain Dew Dew in Illinois. It's Mountain Dew in Illinois. Okay. Whatever it is. All right. So, so Matt, Matt, you know, it sure seems like, uh, we have a lot of stuff to do. It's been 10 years. Uh, can I, can I ask you a question? Because, um, Matt, if there were a way we could sedate you and do, and, and minimize a bunch of visits and maybe do it in a couple visits instead of maybe five or six visits. Is that something you would be interested in? If there were a way we could sedate you, would you want to do that? Wow. I didn't even know that was possible. That, that sounds great. And see, you might be scared to death and you're not going to tell me and, and you'll do it out of fear, but you'll agree to do it because you'll say, yeah, I want to save all those appointments. Well, it isn't about saving appointments. You're scared to death. And I just gave you a way out because you're a macho man and you're not ever going to say to anybody that you're scared to death, but you're terrified. Right. So you're pulling that out on that, that same patient, maybe possibly why, why now they might say something, but you sense that, well, there might be some other fears that they're not doing that. I think for anybody who's doing sedation dentistry, I, I think I was sitting at a, at a, at a big round table and this has been a number of years ago and I was at a sedation meeting. It was one of these update things that we all have to do when, uh, when you do sedation dentistry. And, and uh, one of the dentists that was sitting there brought it up. He goes, you know, he goes, I really think we underestimate how scared uh, people are of the dentist. He said, we we know in our hearts, we're like, we're, we're caring people. We're doing all these things that we're supposed to do to make it comfortable. So in our minds, we, we minimize, you know, what's like, well, why are people scared? I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, right? And you think about that, but the fact that you've become a, a sedation dentist, go back to that. Why did you do that? Mm. I mean, um, 
it because when because you got really frustrated with all the people that are shaking and in your chair and and be doing all the 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 emotional things that are all very negative and stresses you out you know you got to go back to that and remember that and then also remember what that dennis said is we underestimate how scared people are and not not somebody who comes in as visibly shaking but just like that example you gave that someone's macho and they don't want to bring that up and so i love your question uh, of is is there you know if there were a way that we could sedate you i think that sedation dennis that we should be asking that question more more often than we are and and i'm saying that to myself to remind myself of that when you have big plans the thing is like well yeah you know we have to do these quadrants and it's going to take five or six visits i mean we should automatically when you offer sedation and as long as the patient's health warrants it we should be we should be asking the patients that question it should be almost like an automatic do you want fries with that yeah <laughs> you know yeah that's not, good not because we want to sell them the fries but we want to sell them the convenience and we want them to do the whole case dentistry and we want it to be as pleasant as possible for them i mean any Right, John, if you had two patients and operatory one and operatory two, and you were doing the exact same procedure in operatory one and an operatory two and an operatory one, that patient was sedated and operatory two, the patient wasn't sedated. And then you made a call that evening or the next day and you asked them how they were doing, which one is going to be the one that's going to be the most pleased with their experience? Every single time they're going to, their the sedation gonna be, is going sedation. to be the, every time. It's going to be that sedation So, so uh, now right. I'm talking about marketing, I guess, but <laughs> we're going well, off on this, but, but do you bring up some really good points? Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people listening to this that do sedation. And if you aren't, you should really consider doing it uh, for this very reason is that we're underestimating the general population, how anxious and afraid they are to have their dentistry done. But Matt, but Matt, there's team members. I hope there's team members listening in on this podcast. I hope there's people at the front desk listening in on this because, because I don't want my, my patients to ever feel like I'm trying to get, they, they'll sense it. If you want the dentistry more than they do, you've lost. If I want to do work on you more than you want to, you want me to do it. That's bad. That's so bad. And sedation is just a tool that can help so many people. Now think about this. You're going to come to me uh, and this is, this is what's going to go through your mind. You're going to come to me. I'm going to stick a needle in your gums. You're going to feel me pushing stuff in your muscle. It's going to burn. And then I'm going to ask you to stay open. I'm going to flood you with water. You're going to choke and you might not even be numb. And I'll by the way, there, there's going to be, I'm going to lay you back on your back and we're all going to be in your personal space. I don't care if you're claustrophobic or not. And then, and then on, on, on top of that, ah, you might feel a little bit, I don't know. I, I mean, this sedation dentistry, listen, if there were a way we could help people better, if there were a way we could change the landscape of dentistry. I think I think sedation is that way. I, I think if the truth was known, if you're not a sedation dentist, a lot of your patients are sedating themselves without telling you. They're oh, taking yeah. something. There's so much of that stuff out there. They're taking something. And so we're back on if there were a way. So now you've done a toothache on a patient and you fix that one tooth and you say, you know, Mrs. Jones, this tooth that broke on you is because that filling's been in there a long time. Looking at all these other teeth, 
a lot of this dentistry might have even been done when you were a kid. Now, Mrs. Jones, if there were a way, we could get x-rays and look at everything and try to prevent this from happening again. How would you feel about that? See, I'm, I'm, I'm trying just to get permission to do a comprehensive exam. Exactly. Now, the hygienist, the hygienist instead, is in instead there. Of saying, instead of just saying, well, the next step is to get you in and take a look at it, do a full exam. Ooh, ooh, that's good. Okay, yeah. because that's not the next step. The right. next step is to revisit where the patient came from. Right. What road did we just go down? You just had to pull a tooth and do a bone graft because of a periodontal abscess or because of gross, dec- whatever it was. And, and, and you can revisit that. Don't ever overlook the value of revisiting where they came from and then, and then using that to lead into, if there were a way we could prevent that from happening, if there were a way we could take a comprehensive look at your mouth and make sure no other teeth are about to do what that one just did. See how that's different? Right. Right. And, and you're hitting them from, at, from where their understanding is of what, what, uh, dentistry is at that point, right? And you're asking them permission. So it's That's very right. Un- confrontational. Now, for those hygienists listening on this call, they've been treating these patients forever and ever and ever. And they don't like their smile. They don't like that gap. They don't like that brown spot. Whatever it is. And and maybe they've mentioned it to you before, but oh, it's not that big a deal. Right. It's not that big a deal. They brought it up, but uh, my kids are in college or, or, or whatever. If, or, even, if you, or, even wor- or, or even worse, the hygienist or the dentist goes, well, it's, it looks uh, like Yeah. God, for, we're God so, forbid. We're so, we're so guilty of that, aren't we? Oh, no, we, it's we, fine. We, You're fine. We, yeah, we minimize it. And, and yet they're trying to open up to us and we minimize it. Yes. So, yeah. so that hygienist can say, you know, Mary, um, you've brought this up to me a couple times, and and I want to ask you a question. If there were a way we could fix that, how would that make you feel? If if there were a way we could close that space, or if there were a way we could straighten those, um, how would that just? I'm, you know, I'm just thinking about you. How how would you feel about that? And the patient might say, "Well, I'm not interested in braces." Well, what what if? What if there were a way we could do it in two weeks? Um, you know, oh, really? What, what, what do you mean? Well, maybe we could we could do some bonding or some porcelain veneers, ultra conservative porcelain veneers. I, I, I know you've brought that up to me two or three times and I've never really addressed it. And, and really I'm saying, what I'm really saying is, how can I serve you better? How can I listen to what you've told me in the past or told me today and address that for you? And John, what you're you're saying too is uh, is is what what I always try to point out is is people don't come in for veneers, they don't come in for braces. Never, they're, never. They're coming, in, they're coming in for a certain feeling about themselves, or you know, it's not about it's not really about their teeth. I mean, it, it's about their smile, but but it's not even really. Never. That exactly. Never. The smile, what the smile is going to give them. What 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 are they going to gain from having a good smile? It's never, ever, ever about the teeth. Now we're back to the why now. Why are they coming in? It's not about the smile. 
It's about what they perceive it will do for them. Now, listen, I want to say one thing, because people don't come to Dr. Vandermolen's office because he because of what he believes he can do for them. See, I'm not going to go to you because I believe you're the best. Okay. I'm not going to go to you because I believe you know what you're doing. Let me say it that way. I'm going to go to Dr. Vandermolen because of what I believe Dr. Vandermolen can do for me. Interesting. It's not about what Dr. Vandermolen knows. It's not about what Dr. Vandermolen is passionate about. It's not about what Dr. Vandermolen can do. It's not about that. It's about my perception and what I believe. What is it that I believe he can do for me? That's why they come. Now, let's not get that. You know, you know I, I believe I can, you know, my daughter's getting married and I can, I believe I've got to get my mouth fixed for that wedding. And I believe it can be done. And I believe the only place that it can be done is at this place by this person. It's that belief in myself that drove me there. I saw him on TV a whole bunch. I believe that he can fix my mouth. Right. Because I've been watching him on TV for six years. I've been listening to his commercials for seven years. I sent my husband to him in 2015 and he fixed my husband's mouth. I believe he can do that for me. That's a big right. difference. Right. That's the why now. They're coming in. You've got to dig into that. It's not about the teeth. Right. Gosh, and I kind of I kind of went off on a tangent there. No, no, yeah. no that's good. No. No, that's all good stuff. That's so valuable about what they believe. But then again, that's the why now. And then again, what is it they're they're really looking for? They're not looking for procedures. They're not looking for necessarily a certain thing on a tooth. I mean, we get those kind of patients. I try to steer away the one that says, well, I have this little chip right here and I want it fixed just so because then my smile will be perfect. We're not talking about those kind of people. We're talking about people who are, have emotional a lot of times they have an emotional problem. There's something bothering them emotionally. And that, and for me, uh, I've decided, at least in my practice, uh, a lot of people, when you do sedation dentistry, you get a lot of people who are train wrecks, right? They got just God awful things going in their mouths. And the, the, the two things that, um, that, that they're missing is, is confidence and comfort. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I build my practice around those two things is that as people are going around and they, they're not confident, they can't, they can't function. Now, wearing masks for the last year for COVID has, has saved a lot of people. But even it's interesting, I still seem to have just as many people that are interested in smile because the people they really care about, the ones that they want to be confident around, you know, their masks are, 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 are going to be down. And then the comfort thing. I mean, you just can't imagine how uh how much suffering some people go through i, I had a patient uh just uh yesterday thursday 45 years old he sells sports equipment uh to schools and uh the guy he you know he's had a bad year because schools weren't buying sports equipment this year um and um but you know he's been going around his teeth are literally just floating in there caked with calculus um you know, he, he, the guy is suffering. I mean, it's almost like in my mind, he's like on his hands and knees going, please help me. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, he's scared to death and his wife is right there with him. And, you know, when we did see him 
when we did the sedation, he, he came, he was crying before we even started the procedure. Now, we usually don't have men doing that before that. It might have part of been some of the pre-medication that we gave him. But I mean, these people, he's been suffering. He told me he's been suffering for, you know, 15 years like this. He's 45 years old. And I'm like, oh my God, you know? And so he's, he wasn't coming in for teeth. <laughs> No, 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 no. He's a true dental phobic is what he is. And you right. better, you better care for them. And, and, and it isn't just about, it isn't to me just about confidence and comfort, but it's, it's why maybe for him, it's like, I've got to do this because, because, you know, my breath is so bad that I don't want to kiss my wife anymore. Yeah, It might be that I don't have any confidence. My confidence is so low I won't go watch my daughter play basketball anymore. I right. I won't I won't do this anymore. I won't do that anymore. I right. I'm you know I'm afraid that my wife is gonna. I mean deep down inside I'm afraid that my wife is. Uh, you know she's thinking did you know that did you marry the right guy? Right. Because because I this is such a strong fear. I I've heard all that and and I know you have too. Um, but but they're striving for confidence and they're striving for comfort. But tell me why? Tell me tell me what's the driving factor? Why why now? Why what's kept you away? Or why 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 did you come now? I had a lady the other day, three weeks ago. She said because this abscess has been draining outside my face for the past nine months, and I was in the other day at the emergency room again. And the emergency room physician, excuse me, the emergency room physician told me if I don't get this fixed, it's going to take years off my life. And that was her reason. You, you know, go. it was draining. She was living with right. it. Right. And you, and you could have, you could have treated her without ever asking that question. And it would have been a whole different experience. Matt, when these patients leave and they go somewhere else. Maybe they move away, but when they leave and go somewhere else and they get the, the commodity dental practice approach, right. they will, they, 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 they will, they will notice the difference. Uh, we have patients that fly back in to see us, uh, from Denver. Uh, yesterday I saw a lady from Alabama that moved and we say, we saw a guy from, a Montana that moved moved to Montana. He still comes to see us. These people bond, and that's why these aren't just manipulative questions to get your agenda across. I keep bringing that up. These are true concerns. How can I better serve you? How can I better meet your needs? Why are you here now? Right. You're not. You're not. I mean, you know, you're not manipulating people. Never. Never. You're. you're Obviously, you have a certain interest, but your interest is to find out why in the heck they're there. And then, you know, and then and then your what if is your, your interest is, well, what if I could do this? Are you interested? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, then you then you go on and you uh, you 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 get that information and then, you you know, you, you do your exam and then you sit down with them and you go through your your uh, assessment and say this is you know, this is what I think we, you, we, I can do for you. Now, of course, when you talk about somebody has a lot of stuff, 
uh, you know, people will, because uh, they've, they've been, they've been this, the emotions of getting through, you know, all that information. Now you're hitting them with more information. And then so it gets to your third question is, you know, how do you use that? Or when do you use that? Uh, when, when do you, you know, when, when do you stop and ask your third question? Well, well, this, this third question can be done by a hygienist. It can be done by someone taking the phone call. Um, it can be done. And a lot of times my new patient coordinators at new patient exams do this question, but I do it as well. And Matt, you, you told me about this question. I will tell you how I, one of, one of many ways we do it. And then I want you to comment on it, on it as well, because this has changed everything. I used to say to patients, I used to say, Matt, you need, um, you need this dentistry done. You need these, these, um, comprehensive dentistry done. You need these seven crowns and, and three fillings done. And, it, and, and you know what, is there any good reason why we shouldn't do it? And you'd be like, no, I'm like, okay, done. Let's go do it. And, and that, that was a approach. That was one way of doing it. Now today I would say, now, Matt, you, you've, you've told me it's been about nine years and you had said to me, you're tired of living in pain and that you want to get your mouth fixed so you can enjoy retirement with your wife and you guys can go off and travel. Now we've done a look and I've, I've, I've showed you all these pictures and, um, literally, Matt, we're looking at rebuilding all these back teeth. And I think you understand that. And you're like, yeah, I, I get it. And I say, Matt, now, now this is going to be an investment and we're going to go over that with you, but this could be a pretty sizable in, investment and you wanted to be sedated for it. And so if we could sedate you and maybe possibly treat all this in just a few visits, uh, do you, do you have any questions um, and you had even mentioned, you'd even mentioned Matt possibly financing. So we'll look at that as well. But do you have any questions or really Matt, tell me what you're thinking. Right. And then there's the pause. So, so what's the difference between, I mean, most people end whatever you're talking, do you have any questions and what's usually the answer? No, I don't have any questions because they weren't listening. Right. They weren't listening at all. So they don't have any questions. And so how, how I held your hand with it is I said, now, Matt, you had told me it had been 11 years. You had told me your teeth were bad. You had told me they were broken down. I showed you the pictures and we discussed rebuilding them. We discussed the investment. And Matt, you told me you may need to you do some outside financing. Um, and, and we may want to do that. But to really, we talked about all this stuff. I say it just like that, by the way. You know, Matt, we talked about all this stuff. Do you have any questions or really tell me what you're thinking? And then I pause. Right. And they might say, really, I just want this one tooth fixed. If they say that, then you, you weren't listening at all. And believe me, this is when John Phillips has fallen flat on his face because really they want that one tooth fixed. And if you fix that one tooth and take care of them, then great, they'll do it. But if you don't ask that question, tell me what you're thinking. And they walk up there and they sh try to shove a whole bunch of treatment 
down their down their throat, they're going to walk out of there and they're going to say that Matt Vandermolen, all he cares about is money. He, I went in there with this one tooth, and he thinks he could just do all this stuff. He must want me to pay for his next vacation or whatever, whatever, whatever. When the truth is, if you would have just said, Matt, tell me what you're thinking, right. and you say, you know, I need a lot of work done, but right now I got to get this tooth fixed. Okay, great. We'll start there. Right. Have you found that that happens when you do it that way? Right. And the other thing that I would suggest too, especially with uh, when you're, when you're talking about, because you said you talked about these things, you know, like when you brought up, well, the patient's worried about money, they're concerned about time. Uh, they're, they're afraid. So, so along the way, you're sort of addressing some of these things, you know, and, and you have to realize that that's a lot of information. And, um, and, 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 and just, I'm going to get off on a little aside, but what's really nice is if there's someone else in the room. During Always. Too. Um, Always. So I, I learned that going through my, my, my wife has, has gone through some, some medical problems. And it was amazing to me when uh, we're listening to a radiation oncologist for an hour. And when we both walked out of there, how we heard a lot of different things. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. both had the gist of what it was and it, there was a good news. Um, but, uh, it was amazing how many how many different ways that we we heard him. But but anyway, as you're going along, so uh, you know, uh, I try to bring up money earlier rather than later. Uh, Absolutely, because, because uh, in the thing, uh, so you may say, well, you know, I was looking at this. Uh, this could be you know fifteen thousand dollars, and then I don't say anything, and then if they don't really respond, I go, well, you know, tell me what you're thinking about that. So. So they might be, well, there's no way in heck that I can afford that. So that's one answer. Or I'm thinking um, I, I might be able to get the, I was going to spend some money on, you know, furnishing my, my living room, but I, I think I could use that money. Or they may be thinking, well, is there a way that I can finance it? I mean, there's all those different things. But if you just ask them, well, do you have any questions about, or if you just assume, well, if they kind of look a little stunned, you might just say, well, they, they, they need financing. I'm going to ask them, do you need financing? No, let them tell you. That's the problem. You have to pause, Matt. Yes. There's that pause. You, and you said, you didn't say it, but you did it. Mm -hmm. You asked the question, well, it could be like $15,000. And I mean, tell me what you're thinking. And then you shut your mouth. Yeah. Otherwise you're, you're at that point, you're playing the game. And I tell my assistants, I have the best, I have, a, I have an assistant been with me 17 years. And I would tell her, when we play this game, the first person that talks loses because she was so loving and caring. She would want to jump, jump, jump in there and say, well, what? Right. No, yeah. you don't know what they're thinking. You don't. They might be just you, saying, they might be just thinking, I got to go pick up my kid at soccer practice. And That's right. And that's I'm, right. I'm already late. You know, or they might be thinking. And they'll tell you. That's right. <laughs> that's that's, that's right. Funny, they'll actually tell you that. <laughs> yes. Yes. And People they might tell you what they're thinking. That's right. Well, you're asking them yeah. and you want the truth and you're not going to, you, you, you're a big boy. You're not going to get your feelings hurt no matter what. No. And, and you got to have confidence in yourself to do this. But if I say, you know, that Matt, that could be $15,000 and I pause and I'm immediately thinking financing. Well, you might, you might say, you know what? Um, can we fix this one tooth? I'm going to need about 60 days to get my money out of my 401k. 
or yeah. to get my money out of my CD. They need, they're, yeah, they're they're planning. They're thinking about that. But you, you don't, don't know what no they're thinking. Asking. And no, and I love time. the whole point why I think this is a major pearl. I, I think all three of these tonight are major, major pearls. I agree. Is because you're asking them, hey, if you don't mind, let me cl- crawl in that brain of yours and figure out what's going on. Because <laughs> because if when I say, tell me what you're thinking, I, it's just as honest as the, I mean, I, I want to know what you're thinking because it's important to me. Right. And I, and it just, as, as another aside, when you're, you, even your, your teams are going to know about this and we, they always kind of give me the smile, but you know, when I'm approaching them and something's going on, uh, I'll use it on, on them and they know I'm using it on, but guess what? They'll tell you what they're thinking. And so, like, you know, it's like, Oh, we got this situation. Is it? Well, uh, okay. I'm, I'm thinking this and this and this, and then I'm stopping and go, well, you know, uh, tell me what tell me what you're thinking about that or tell me what you're thinking. Just tell me what you're thinking. <laughs> or, yeah. just, we've gone over a lot of things. Tell me what you're thinking about that. That's um, good. No, no, no. It's not only that. It's, it's the inflections in your voice. It's not you bubbling it, bumbling idiot. Tell me what you're thinking. It's like, wait a minute. We've talked about, we could do it this way or this way or this way. Or this. Okay. That's good. That, okay. That's really good. I like this. I like, okay, that's good. Now, now, now Matt, t- tell me what you're thinking. Yeah. And they're going to say, oh, you're doing it to me again. No, 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 seriously. I'm doing it because I care. Tell yeah. me what you're thinking. You're valuable to me. I want your opinion. We've been down this road before. Tell me what you're thinking. It's non-confrontational. And, and, and it's very, very, very powerful. It definitely is. Well, John, I really appreciate you sharing these uh, three questions. I mean, gosh, if, if you just ask these three questions and and just a little asides from it, uh, oh man, how different would your practice be? How much better would your relationship with your patients and your team be? Um, powerful stuff. I really appreciate you uh, sharing these. I uh, appreciate you giving me credit for the third one, um, but those first two ones are, are, are ones that, that I need to work on more in, in my practice. So I really appreciate from a personal uh, standpoint that you shared those with us today and bundled those all together. So thank you so much. Matt, thanks for having me. So, so, so much fun. I really appreciate it. the day. The hour just flew by, by the way. <laughs> I hope there's as, I hope there's as nerdy a people out there as, as we are that get excited about this stuff, because I tell you what, if you will get excited about this stuff, I guarantee you that you're, you're just your personal life, uh, your practice life and your life outside of dentistry, uh, like you started off this saying all these questions, they're not just dental questions. They're great communication uh, questions. They're going to improve your personal and your professional life. So thanks again, John, so much. I really appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Until next time. uh, See you soon. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Dental Master Series, a periodic podcast on timely and stimulating topics for the success-driven dentist. You can find more Dental Master Series podcasts at sunrisedentalsolutions.com or by searching for the Dental Master Series on your favorite podcast app. The Dental Master Series was created by Sunrise Dental Solutions, an exclusive community of highly successful practicing dentists who have succeeded through different paths, working as a group, to meet the collective needs of their clientele. 
To learn more about how Sunrise Dental Solutions can optimize your practice and assist you in defining and achieving your vision, call 1-800-750-0737 or visit sunrisedentalsolutions.com.